their Christian friends. Let's talk about angels. Who are angels? Are they good? Are they evil? What do they have to do with us? And what do we have to do with them? Experiences regarding God's angels are reflected in many songs and poems. Things like that. Scripture assures us that although angels continually serve God in heaven, <coughs> continually serve God in heaven, it also assures us they help and defend us here on earth. The object of their ministry is to maintain the church of Christ. Good angels assist us, and for that we thank God. Archangel Michael took on the accuser Satan, according to Jude chapter 9, or Jude, it's, there are no chapters in Jude, just chapter Jude 9. When the archangel Michael, contending with the devil, was disputing over the body of Moses, he did not presume to pronounce a blasphemous judgment. He said, the Lord rebuke you. Michael merely announced God's will. No shouting match was necessary. Satan had rebelled against God. He was judged. He was condemned. And Michael merely repeated that condemnation. He merely repeated God's decision. And Satan and his evil angels, whom God did not spare, when they sinned, but he cast them into hell and committed them to chains of gloomy darkness until judgment. That's recorded in 2 Peter 2.4. An important idea in that for many of us to think about is that hell, which is a very real place, unfortunately, was not created for people. It was created for fallen angels. Now, let's think about some of the things that Satan tries to pull, some of the, his aims to counter. Let's think about things he says. You know, he has many names. One of them means accuser. One of them means deceiver. And so on. What did he say to Eve there in the garden? Did God really say? Come on, Eve. Did God really say that? Of course God had said it. What else did he say to trick her? Oh, you will not surely die. You will not surely die. Right? He challenged the first sinner. And that doomsday challenge gets doubled and redoubled in all kinds of actions today. Satan probably doesn't say, God, did God really say? But he does say, sin is in, vice is nice, don't worry about it, everybody else is doing it. Never heard those things, did you? How easily he says those things. So God sends his good angels to help us, just as he sent angels to help Jesus in the wilderness. 
As soon as Jesus was baptized, the Spirit immediately drove him into the wilderness for 40 days being tempted by Satan. Then angels administered to him. That's in Mark 1, 12 and 13. How about three years later? There appeared to him an angel from heaven strengthening him. Luke 22, 43. Because he had anguished in accepting the imminent crucifixion by saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. That was Jesus. Secure then, with the help of the angels, in the Father's will, he went to the cross for our salvation. Good angels assist us against anything that would draw us into spiritual uncertainty. What scripture says in Hebrews, are they not ministering spirits sent to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation? I want you to think about that great Lutheran hymn. We sing with confidence. Luther wrote it. Though all devils all the world would fill, all eager to devour us. Tremble not, we fear no ill, they shall not overpower us. The world's prince may still scowl fierce as he will, but he can harm us none. He's judged. The deed is done. One little word can fell him. Apparent that Luther understood that confrontation between Michael and Satan, and that one little word can send him packing. What did Jesus say at the end of their confrontation? You shall worship the God alone. And Satan left. Good angels, thank God, assist us by interceding when we are tempted by Satan's lies. Make no mistake, Satan is determined to make us stumble. He will sow the weeds of greed and vanity among the seeds of the gospel. Let's talk about a time in history. 587 B.C. God's people witnessed the double catastrophe of having their temple destroyed before being taken into the Babylonian captivity. Many years later, prophet Zechariah recorded, Then the angel of the Lord said, O oh, Lord of hosts, how long will we have no mercy on Jerusalem and the cities of Judah, against which you have been angry these seventy years? And God listened, and God remembered, and he returned the people to their land. Good angel, pray for mercy for Christians, and every Christian rightly ought to pray for angelic protection. But please do not pray to angels. Pray for them, but not to them. Praying to angels is wrong and turns them into idols. Jesus is our Savior who forgives our sins and fills us with his Spirit. Angels serve in God's presence. And they hope that we will repent. Remember what Jesus said? 
said this in Luke 15. I tell you there is more joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. One sinner repents causes joy among the angels in heaven. Think how much your daily repentance causes angels to rejoice. Because angels are God's messengers of mercy. They have made us. They nudge us in the way of grace. So that mercy will overtake and overflow from us to others. Angels guide us in whatever we're doing. The reliance on grace alone as our protection. When day-to-day -day living seems tedious, we remember that the Lord will command his angels concerning us to guard us and all our ways. That's from Psalm 91. One of the best to deal with daily demonic distraction is to pray God morning and evening, as Luther suggests in his morning and evening prayers, let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. You see, God has appointed angels to serve us. Have us as a treasure of the church. Angels are present in public worship. They are here with us now. The liturgy of the church is filled with reminders of worship given to God by angels. In each divine service, we copy angels when we sing the glory in excelsis. The first sung by the angels at Jesus' birth. Remember? Glory to God in the highest, peace to his people on earth. Or the other, with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify God's holiness. And we're still echoing the cry of the seraphim. Daily orders of worship from the ancient sources affirm that angels are with us, praising God's name. I know we don't do matins here very often, but I'm sure that you're all a little bit familiar with it. Majestic, and it's lifting us in adoration. The Te Deum Laudamus, which says, We praise you, O Lord, in acknowledgement you, you to be the Lord. All the earth now worships you, Father everlasting. To you all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To you cherubim and seraphim continually do cry. From the Matthew. The church continues to praise God's mighty acts of redemption by birth, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ that brought us redemption. Her hymns now attest to Christians accepting the ministry of angels. What would Advent be without the outpouring, uh, anticipated outpouring at Christmas of angels from the realms of glory? 367. Angels have, <clears throat> we have heard on high. 368. All these hymns are in our hymnal. Thank God good angels assist us. When they're not serving Jesus directly, they herald God's action to us. We, they want us to stay connected with Jesus so we continue, can confidently pray when my short life is ended by his angel host attended, he shall fold me to his breast within his arms to rest. A blessed St. Michael and All Angels Sunday to you. 
And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.